On this episode of Long Riders Radio, we're going to talk with John Dowdy, who just finished a documented 100,000 mile year. Justin here. Hope you're doing well. I have uh, been doing some nice bit of riding lately. I've been really having a good time. Went down, well, I had a work event that I was able to ride to in Denver. So that was a nice little uh, little way to spend a couple of days on the motorcycle. Went to Denver, did the work thing, then headed on over to Gerlach and stayed at Bruno's. First time I've ever stayed at Bruno's. It was, shall we say, an interesting experience. I, uh, my comment to my wife was, I don't think this would be a type of place you would want to stay. But that said, I had a great time at the Big Money Rally uh, Finishers Banquet. Reno John put on a great show, and I had a blast. Can't wait to do it again next year. Also dropped my motorcycle in the parking lot of Bruno's, which was awesome. Put a nice uh, scratch on the on the mirror, but in the end, the canyon cages that I put on it more than paid for themselves. With that said, I am ready to go, I think. I did the last little bits of, oh, this doesn't work. Need to tweak this a little bit on that ride to get ready for the IBR. My plan is to head out on the 20th. Take me two days. I'll do it in two and a half just so I don't push it. Getting there, I've got a tire that I'm shipping to Texas. Well, actually, a wheel and a tire that I'm shipping to Texas. And got all the fluids changed in the bike. Everything's ready to go, I think. Knock on wood. Everything will go great. But hey, enough of that for right now. We got a podcast to do. And today's episode comes to you from the Big Money Rally in a roundabout way. The guy we're going to talk to, John Dowdy, didn't, wasn't doing the Big Money Rally, but he came to one of the Big Money Rally events up in Vancouver, British Columbia. And I got to talking to him and uh, found out he was doing 100,000 mile a year and he was almost done. And so I got his, got his contact information and got in touch with him a couple weeks ago and he was just about finished and then he finally got it done and we we talked very soon after that so hope you enjoyed this episode like i said you can probably guess what the next episode is going to be it uh, will probably be a little bit later in july big shocker there because i'll be kind of busy the first part of the month so with that said hope you enjoyed this episode and if you see me at the ibr say hi on the line tonight, I've got John Dowdy, who I met on a big money rally ride up to Vancouver. And John is about, well, just finished actually doing 100,000 miles in one year. He's joining the 100K club. And I thought, wow, what better person to have on this show that, to talk about long distance riding than John. So, John, welcome to Long Riders Radio. Yeah, you're welcome. Glad to be aboard. All right. So you want to start off with uh, telling us a little bit about yourself. Well, I've uh, been riding for a number of years. Started uh, when I was in the Air Force and uh, rented bikes. Uh, there's a motorcycle shop outside of the air base, and I started there. That was in Colorado. And then I, uh, I bought my own bike. Well, first first I went down to Florida and, and rented a couple more bikes down there. Then, then I uh, got discharged in Utah and bought a bike there, and that's where my motorcycling began. 
did most of my riding um, on a 500 and then a 750. And then I graduated up to the Goldwing when I moved up to Washington State. All right. So uh, we're gonna. I want to get into a little bit about your ride, but I guess the first question that that came to my mind when I heard you were doing a hundred thousand miles is what, what possessed you to want to do this? What, what made you think, you know, I want to spend the next year of my life riding almost nonstop. Well, I I take inspiration for my mother. Uh, she, uh, pedaled her, her bicycle on the, uh, 1976 bicentennial trail from New Jersey to Oregon and then up to Redmond, Oregon or Redmond, Washington. Uh, she was 65 years old when she did that solo. Wow. And I thought if an old lady like my mother can, can pedal her wares across the states, then I figure I can at least crank a throttle and, and do the same thing. So I just kind of emphasize a little more on the, on the uh, longer rides and longer distance. Um, I also uh, read a story about a lady that was 75 years old, Ardis uh, Kellerman, who also did this 100,000. And I said, well, if a 75-year-old lady can do it, I can do it, too. And then I came, I just come off the uh, Coast to Coast 50. I uh, went from uh, Jacksonville, Florida, over to San Diego. Uh, did that Coast to Coast 50 in 35 hours, straight through, uh, no sleep, just uh, eat fuel and, and go to the bathroom. Yeah. And then after I finished that, I says, well, now what? So I looked around at some of the other rides they had, and I saw the hundred thousand. So I said, "I'll I'll do the hundred thousand." So that's so, that's where I began. All right. So you mentioned you're riding a, a Goldwing. Is that just? I mean, did you get that bike specifically to start here, or have you been riding a Goldwing for quite a while? Um, I I bought the Goldwing because I I uh, made a promise to myself that when my 750 turned 150 thousand, that I would buy a new bike. Well, the, the Goldwing was the premier bike at that time for touring, and I'm kind of like a tour. I like to do a lot of riding, and so Goldwing was my next step up. All right. So uh, when did you start? What what was your first day that you started this route? The, the first day of the 100,000? Yeah. Was uh, June 8th, uh, 2016. Okay, and so you so right now as we're recording it, it is May 17th. Right. I've got 20 days to go. I've already already completed the hundred thousand, and uh, now I'm I'm just doing some extra mileage so that if there's any um, any odometer error that I can uh, I can make up for that. I want to make sure that I have the hundred thousand. Okay, so that that was actually leads right into a, a next question of I have is okay. So how are you tracking the miles? Because I mean, obviously, I mean I'm reading on the IBA website about they're talking about you might want to do it several different ways because even a two percent correction error on your odometer can be a yes. lot for this ride so how yeah. are you how are you dealing with that i'm i'm using spot uh the it's a gps unit uh, that tracks all my uh it gives me waypoints uh gives me longitude and latitude of where i am and so on every every ride i i fire that thing up and it it records i've got it set for 60 minutes uh, you can adjust those to 15 minutes or two minutes, but I I got mine set at every 60 minutes. It sends up a a location of where I'm in, where I'm at, 
and then I take that, I have that on a spreadsheet, and I, I copy that and paste that into a spreadsheet that that'll be part of my documentation. Okay, so so you're, I mean, that leads right into my next question. So you're basically, your documentation, talk about your documentation, because I'm, I'm reading on the IBA site, and it looks like, I mean, this is it's even more than a normal, normal ride. It, yeah, it's very, very comprehensive. There's lots of documentation. Uh, I have a spreadsheet that has uh, the daily log that every every day that I ride, I put in the date, the time, uh, the mileage, and then uh, gas, and uh, how much fuel I've taken, and and I also do some other calculations with that. I also have to get a fuel receipt. Every gas station, they require a, a fuel receipt, and the rules say that you have to get a business card from the gas station attendant and attach it to the fuel fuel uh, receipt. Well, they most of the gas stations that I talk to don't have business cards. So what <laughs> I did is I just said, okay, well, give me your phone number. That's got to be good enough. So I've got a whole stack of uh, year-long uh, receipts, uh, and uh, I've got the phone numbers attached to them and the time and date and stamp and, and all that stuff. Then I also have to carry all the motels that I stayed because I've made several long distance rides uh, over like months and, and stuff so I, I stayed in motels most of the time sometimes I stayed in relatives or friends houses but I have to document all of the motels I stayed at I also have to take care of all the bridges the ferries that I rode uh, the toll booths uh, any fees that I incurred on the road uh, I have to document those, and so that's time, time stamps and dates and all that. And then um, I also have to have the uh, 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 repair bills. It looks like another one. Repair, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's a repair bill. So, so when I take my bike in for tires, for example, I have to note where the where I got the tires, um, how many I got, uh, time and stamp of those, um, any repairs that I made, any oil changes that I made. All of those are documented. Uh, I changed my oil most of the time myself, so I have receipts for oil oil uh, purchases there. But uh, if I was on the road and I couldn't get to it myself, I had the dealer do it, and so that's recorded on their receipt, and those are all documented. Then after all these original receipts, I'll take a copy of all of those, put them in a little booklet, and then ship them off the IBA to validate. How big volume what? How big volume-wise is this package going to be that you send uh, off to them? <laughs> I've, thre- I've threatened a box, but uh, I, don't, I don't know if it'll be that. It'll probably be a, a three-ring binder uh, size, a, an inch binder size. Wow. Like I've, I've got about uh, – I'll have close to 600 uh, fuel receipts somewhere around there. Um, and I'll, I'm going to copy them and paste them in, into a sheet so that I don't have – I'll put like multiple sheets and – or multiple receipts on one sheet, and then do it that way. So, how many how many uh, tires have you gone through? I've gone through six set of tires. Wow! And uh, I've done uh, I've done uh, the best mileage I've got on them so far has been twenty six thousand on one set. Wow! Uh, I'm expecting I'm trying to get thirty thousand, but I'm not sure I'm going to get thirty thousand out of them. What These kind of tire? Dunlop fours. Okay. All right. So they're a new version. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've been seeing on the um, LD Rider list, people have been talking about the Dunlops versus the PR4s, but uh, 
if you're getting 26,000 miles on a, on a Goldwing, that sounds pretty darn good to me. Yeah, well, I'm I'm a little anal, if you will, on the on the gas pressure or the yeah BPS BPI or whatever it is the, the air pressure. So I'm yeah. Pretty, yeah the air pressure, and so I check it every day. I check for wears and and nails and stuff. I did buy a new new set of tires, and I was on my way down through Yuma, and picked up a nail, and I only had like two two thousand miles on this brand new rear tire, and so uh, I ended up buying a new tire for that. So that wasn't so much fun, but. That's that's all part of the game. So uh, talk to, uh, talk a little bit about the ride itself. So you started a, almost well, 11 months ago, basically. Walk us right. through just, I mean, obviously we can't go through every single time you went out on the bike, but give us a general idea of what you've done over the 11 well, months. Uh, I, I tried to break it up into segments. I uh, made, uh, I'm going to say about six or eight cross-country trips. That's from here to New Jersey and back. Um, and I also made several trips down to, uh, I have some friends that live down in, uh, Arizona and New Mexico. So I used them as a base. And then I, I rode, uh, a month or two down in each one of those States. And what I would do is I'd take off uh, in the morning. I'd, I'd start off maybe six or seven in the morning and I'd ride till dark. And that's how I'd pick up my miles. Hmm. So you did basically where you ride well, you, some of that had to have been just straight through riding all the time, or are you pretty much just riding during the day? Uh, no, some of them I, I ride straight through, uh, but most most of them I, I like to ride in the daylight. I, I don't really care for nighttime riding, but uh, sometimes I would go a little further than I expected to, and I'd end up in the dark. But I, I do have extra lights, and, and uh, I do put a heightened awareness on my riding at skills at, at night, but yeah. I don't care to do that and i don't like riding in the rain either but I do that up here in the northwest i say you picked the wrong winter to do that if you don't yeah. like riding in the rain this year that's, that's right yeah well i like i said i was down in arizona and new mexico for several months so most of the rainy season i didn't hit until i got back here well, actually i just got back here about two months ago or a month ago if you had to uh, put a percentage on it like what how much of this is like have this time has been rides where you just, I mean, you're, you're going, okay, I'm going to ride to point X and go see someone. And how, how much of it is that? And how much of it is, I'm just going to go out and ride today and put in a couple hundred miles. Uh, most of it's uh, inspirational and I'm just going to put in the miles today. I, I don't, I, because when, when I go to a specific point to go see friends or relatives, I have to spend time with them to visit. Yeah. And that, that eats up my time. I've, I've, had a hundred days of idle time, which means that I didn't spin the wheels. So in reality, this hundred thousand, I did it in 265 days. Nice. And, and, but most of those idle days were, uh, with family or friends and they've, they've got to take me to Mexico or they got to take me to dinner <laughs> and, and that eats up all the days, you know, and I, I look at my clock and I say, Oh, I can't really stay here that long, but they tick, finagle tick, me tick, into tick, it. Tick, 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 yes, tick, exactly. Tick. <laughs> that's that's the big thing with this ride. You're you're always thinking, I got to get miles in. I got to get miles in. It's it's a pressure, self induced pressure to get it done. They always talk about when you're in a rally, you're on the clock. You've been on the clock all yes. year. <laughs> yes, yes. But well, it's just like the um, when I went coast to coast, uh, Jacksonville to San Diego. That was a a very extreme ride. Uh, I did 2,500 miles straight through, and that was 
in my mind, that was extreme. Yeah. And, uh, but it, you know, you set your mind to it. The biggest problem I think I had was trying to, uh, not listen to the naysayers. Mm. I have a lot of naysayers. Oh, you can't do that. Or that's too much. Or you're too old or you're too this or that or whatever. And I have to override that. That was one of the big challenges I had to do is override the naysayers. So other than the, you mentioned it getting a, a nail in the tire, you had any trouble along the way or has it been pretty smooth sailing? Um, I also had uh, a um, fork leak and I I also had to replace my brake pads once on the, uh, rear, my rear brake pads once. Hmm. So those are the three uh, catastrophes that I had with the bike. <laughs> other than that, it ran and it's been running smoothly. It's been Very running nice. great. And then uh, what, so what would your would say your most memorable moment of this trip has been? Oh, good grief! Um, there's there's a lot of them. Um, let's see. I thought I had that answer somewhere. I thought I was gonna have something good for you. Um, I guess um, riding riding to visit my family. I I went up to uh, uh, Maine. I have some family up in Maine and and went to visit them and and they treated me to a a lobster. So we went out to lobster lunch. So I call that ride my, my lobster lunch ride. (laughs) And and so uh, we had uh, a friend of mine went with me on that particular ride. And uh, we had, he had a four and a half pound lobster and I had a two and a half pound lobster and the lobster claw was bigger than my hand. (laughs) <laughs> and it was just huge. I couldn't believe that lobsters grow that. And I, I asked the uh, waiter, uh, tell me a little bit about this lobster. And, and it was a female, and it was 40 years old. Wow. And lobsters live to be 120 or so. So the the bigger they are and the longer and older they are, the stif- stiffer and tougher they are. So you like to get the young ones. The young mm-hmm. ones are the best. But uh, anyway, that was probably one of my more memorable uh, periods of time that I had fun with. So, so you mentioned a lot of that you're writing, writing to go see people. Did you ever, are you, how much of the time were you riding with other people? I only ran one, one ride and that was my, my first long ride. We went to uh, Maine. And like I said, we call that our lobster lunch ride. Uh, this fellow that I went with had never been out of the state of Washington and Utah or, uh, Idaho. He'd never been back east, never never saw, so I, I volunteered. Because I was going to put on the mileage, I, I volunteered to say, okay, I'm going to be your tour guide, and we're going to go back there. I'm going to show you the east coast, and I'm going to show you the Midwest and and the south. And So we made a, a good day. I, we're out 38 days on that ride. Hmm. Although I didn't do a lot of miles, per se, as much as I wanted to by myself, um, I did, did have that as a... As a, as a fun time to, to go with somebody. But the mm-hmm. rest of my ride has all been by myself. I do most of my solo stuff by myself. Uh, like I've, I've done all 50 states solo, uh, shipped my bike over to Hawaii and, and did four islands when I was over there. I've mm-hmm. uh, been to Alaska three times. I've been to Newfoundland and Labrador, uh, all the Canadian provinces, uh, Northwest Territories and Yukon. Um, been down to Florida Keys. Did that over a, a two-week Two 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 uh, weekends went down from Washington State to Florida Keys in two weeks, and then I ran up to uh, Skagway, uh, Alaska, uh, in four days. Hmm. So so I've got a few long distance rides out. Yeah, I'd say so. So has this now that you're eleven 
well, over 11 months into it, is it still fun or has it become more of a chore at this point that you just want to get done with it? Uh, it's beginning to get there. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the rain is really discouraging. Yeah. And uh, I, I try all my might to uh, not let that get me down. Uh, but I find that uh, between the snow, you know, we just had some snow out here. And, and so I've been caught in the snow a couple of times. And the rain, it uh, makes it quite challenging. I have to make sure that I, I'm very well aware of where I am and what I'm doing. And for those of you outside the uh, Northwest, uh, we've had, I think, the wettest re- uh, wettest winter yeah. on record this year. On record, yeah. And it has, we, I mean, we just had a big storm go through my, my neck of the woods here where blew over a bunch of trees and they just uprooted because the ground was so wet. So it's been a very wet winter. That and the mudslides. I, I yeah. uh, was was going down uh, 101 uh, a couple of weeks back, and I had there was a, a four. I'm going to say a four foot diameter tree that had fallen over both the road, the uh, block both lanes of the road. This was over in the the dry the rainforest over there. So I ended up doing little uh, two wheeling uh, dirt biking to get in around. Your gold the, wing. <laughs> yeah, my gold wing. Yeah, let me tell you that was a trick. But but I was. I was at a halfway point, and I says, well, if I go forward, I'll be the same amount of distance home as, as if I go back. So I'll just go forward <laughs> and made it around there. But so maybe that not, was one of the challenges. So maybe not next year, but would you ever consider doing this again? Well, uh, I went up to a, a, a rally, an Iron Butt rally up in Canada. Uh, I just went along for the ride. This other guy, he was doing the, the actual rally. And I was talking to this uh, fellow that was hosting us, and he uh, we started chatting, and I happened to mention that I was in the 100,000, uh, going for my 100,000. And he says, well, why don't you go for 150,000? And I says, what? I've, I've only got about a month and a half to do this. I, I can't do 60,000, 70,000 miles in, in a month and a half. And so I, I started thinking. I've been pondering that ever since. And so what I'm thinking I'm doing right, I'm going to do, I'm, I'm, I haven't quite committed myself to it yet, but as soon as my calendar turns 365 days, I'm thinking I'm going to back, go back to back and do 150,000 this next year. Oh, wow. By the way, that was so, Bill Watt that he was talking to. <laughs> that's right. Bill Watt. Yeah. Who I, was, I couldn't think of his name. Right Bill was very excited about, uh, letting, letting, uh, John know that, and Bill had all actually. I looked it up. How many people have done had done how many uh, how many people have done one hundred fifty thousand miles? And I think it's or excuse me, one hundred hundred thousand miles. And I believe it is fifteen people have done one hundred thousand miles. And then there's, that's correct. I, and the, the way I'm counting, there's only three. I think or no two that have done more than one hundred twenty five, and no one's done one hundred fifty. That's so, correct. Yeah, Bill that's, was. That's, that's... Bill was quite the cheerleader. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the data that, that I've been fed. And so I'm thinking, you know, maybe I can do that. So, And then if I do it back-to-back, that'll be even more – that'll be one more feather in the cap. So yeah. make it a little tougher for somebody else to do it. Exactly. But I figure – you know, I, I was idle for 100 days, and I figure I could do 50,000 in 100 days. Yeah. So, so- – so that's why I'm thinking I can do 150. So this may be the most obvious question that I'm going to ask you today, but I'm assuming you're retired, right? Uh, I just retired, yeah, just about two years ago. There you go. Okay. Because <laughs> you obviously don't have a full-time job if you're able to do this much riding. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's that's true. I But I did most of my riding. Most of my uh, travels have in the United States has, has been when I've been working. 
my wife at the time used to ride with me, so it was a it was a two up kind of ride. But uh, now that I'm retired, I go off by myself and and do that. And she has better sense. Well, yeah, I think so. <laughs> there's there's something wrong with us two wheelers that do long distance rides. Not yeah. quite sure what it is. I don't know if it's good or bad, but it's it sure is fun. And they haven't figured out a way to fix it yet. So. No, no, it's it's in the genes, I think. DNA well, or something. Yeah, exactly. Well, hey, John, on this uh, on this podcast, we do we ask every guest the same series of twelve questions. Call them the LD dozen. You game to go? Sure. All right. So, first question is: What was your first motorcycle, and why was it your first motorcycle? Well, my first motorcycle was a uh, the first one I bought was a 165CB Honda, or 75, I'm sorry, a 175, it was a 175 Honda. But I rented a couple of uh, like 405 Skyhawks in the military when I was first starting myself on the motorcycles. So, but my first one I ever owned was, was the 175CB Honda. And why was it that motorcycle? Uh, because... I wasn't sure I was going to be a, a rider, and so I wanted to try to do dirt biking first because I, I felt like that was good training. And once I felt comfortable with doing dirt biking, I said, well, let's see what riding, road riding is all about. So then I bought a 500 after that, nice. and that was when I really started to do the riding. Where did you go on your first overnight ride? I went to a place called Horseshoe Canyon that was down in Utah. Is on a little dirt patchy road that ended up in the middle of uh, well, it overlooked the Grand Canyon, the or the Grand, the Colorado River in the Grand Canyon. And uh, when we woke up, uh, we thought it was raining outside. But what we did, we pitched our tents in in a uh, place where the automatic sprinkler systems came <laughs> on. <laughs> so so all of our stuff got wet. Uh. So it was kind of amusing. <laughs> all right we kind of already covered this a little bit uh but what is your day job you said you were retired what are you retired from uh i worked uh as a computer uh programmer uh, computer scientist and uh, i i did work for my last uh main job was with the boeing company all right my grandfather and my uncle both retired from the boeing company yeah. uh I, I worked mostly in the rocketry i was i was mostly I worked for Thiokol, the uh, people who made the uh, shuttle rocket okay. motors. So I worked for them for a while, then got transferred up to Seattle, and then I got on with Boeing after that. All right, what is your uh, favorite non-motorcycling hobby? Uh, flying. Uh, I'm a general aviation pilot, and uh, so I do flying if I'm not doing motorcycling, but lately it's been more motorcycling than flying. Very nice. Uh, what is your favorite road? I'm going to call it the Dragon's Tail of mm-hmm. North Carolina. Uh, I've been there about eight or nine times, and every time I go there, it's a kick. I just love it. And uh, although we've got a couple of roads like the Dragon's Tail, the uh, Dragon's Tail is 318 turns in 11 miles. And it's up and down kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's in backcountry woods roadway, two-lane roads. Very tight turns. It goes down as low as five miles an hour in a hairpin turn. Uh, most of them are in the 10 to 15 mile an hour. And like I said, there's 318 of those turns that go down this little back road, road that follows a, a river uh, out of the Fontana Dam. 
out there in uh, North Carolina, South. Well, I should say Southwest North Carolina, All right. the Tennessee border. And on the flip side of that, what is your least favorite road? Uh, Chimney Rock, New Mexico. Uh, I had to to see the the rock. I had to drive uh, several miles on the on a dirt, all dirt and rocky road. And and gold wings and dirt don't work very well. <laughs> and I'll also say chimney or uh, chicken up in Alaska was another bad one. That was 120 miles of dirt road, yeah. and that was no fun either. Yeah. All right, when you're planning out, what are you using to help you plan? Are you using Basecamp, Streets and Trips, Paper Maps, Google? I use Paper Maps to start, and then I use Google to complete uh, any details that I have. And then I use my GPS. I have a GPS on my machine, and I use that uh, as my guide. I plug in the, the start and stop points. All right, if you're going to get a new motorcycle tomorrow, one that maybe doesn't have 100,000 miles on it, what's the first sparkle you're going to put on it? Uh, I'm going to put uh, additional stop brake lights on it. Yeah. That's, the, that's the first. Uh, I'm, I'm paranoid about getting hit from behind, and so I want to make sure that I, I have some good lighting back there. So that'll be the first thing. Incidentally, how many miles are on your Goldwing right now? Right now, now it is 167,000. So it was pretty much brand new when you... It was brand new. Well, no, not when I. Well, no, let's see. Well, I had uh, I had sixty two thousand on it when I started yeah, this quest. Brand new ish, uh, I should say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, uh, so we next question is, what is your current bike? But do you have anything else other than the Goldwing? No, just the Goldwing. I've I've uh, test rode uh, Harley's, uh, thinking that I'd do a Harley instead, but they they just don't cut it for long distance ride for me. Yeah. You ever do any uh, long distance rallies? Uh, yes, I've done, uh, well, my first one was the 1500 bun burner. Mm-hmm. I did that in 26 hours. Uh, but I've also done, uh, bun burner gold, uh, saddle sore, uh, gold and thousand. Uh, I've done the coast to coast 50 and now I'll have the hundred thousand. You done any of the like, uh, butt light Not or the... any of the kind of organized, no, no. Well, the the uh, the 1500 bun burner was was organized. I did that one. That was an organized rally. But uh, I don't uh, personally care for the competition. It's too stiff for me. I'm not, I'm not that good. And those those guys that ride those things are are super excellent guys. And I I can't do it. Guys and gals actually. Yeah. I just can't keep up with them. I they I'm I just can't do that. What is uh, what's your favorite or most interesting location you've visited on your motorcycle, on any oh, of your motorcycles? To, I'm going to have to say Newfoundland. Mm. Really enjoyed Newfoundland up there in the northeast. Uh, also, uh, Labrador's wasn't very impressed. I was kind of disappointed about Labrador, but Newfoundland was great, and I like Prince Edward Island too, up in that that one yeah. section of. All right, last question of the LD Dozen is how do you pass the time on long rides? Because you've certainly had quite a bit of time to pass over the last year. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I do a lot of soul searching. I do a lot of uh, world uh, contemplation and how to solve the problems. And and I also enjoy trying to identify the, the fauna and the tundra and the, the flowers and that kind of stuff. So I'm kind of like in the geology. I especially like the, looking at the geology and, and trying to figure out what part of the time of epics they were in and and what may have happened during that time i I do a lot of stopping at uh geographical and or uh, geological 
stops and stuff along my way because that's kind of a small interest that I have. All right, and I'm going to ask you this: the what I'm going to start calling the LD Baker's dozen because I've come up with a thirteenth question that I want to ask everyone: Who made your seat? I have the original seat came with it, but I did get it customized. Okay, I, I had and I, I uh, had it done with a guy. His name is Riches. Mm-hmm. Uh, up Polestry. in Kingston. Up in Kingston, yes. Yep. Did an excellent job. I would recommend them. Uh, I have recommended them to many of my buddies, and uh, I've been super happy with it. Uh, he definitely made difference uh, in the in the way it sits. I could now touch my my flat feet on the ground after he modified the seat because I was tippy toeing before, and he put a nice little gel pad in it, and he customized. He he made me sit on the seat, and then he took this little magic pen of his, and he diddled all around the. <laughs> the, this home where I was sitting, and he said, "Okay, we're going to do here, going to do whack that," and we sat there. He did it in a day. I was amazed, and uh, he got it done. Um, I took it out, uh, took a several hundred mile ride, and went back to him and says, "Could you just do a little more tweaking here and there?" And he did, and I've been happy with it ever since. Very nice. Well, that is the LD Baker's dozen. Thank you. Appreciate you uh, taking the time to answer the questions. Anything else you want to talk about before I let you go? Well, just uh, stay safe and ride long and hard. That's all I can say. It's it gets dangerous out there, especially up in the northwest country, and snow is no fun either. And I've yeah. hit that a couple of times. So yeah. if you're going to ride all year long, like I do, you got to be ready to to endure all the elements and just got to drive safe. You got to be and uh, be certainly aware of all those other drivers. I've, I don't think uh, I've uh, not been cut off at least once on every ride that I've been on. Three times in California, and <laughs> and I'm not kidding you. I I look straight at them guys. I have my horn blowing, full blast. I look straight at the guy in the eyeballs, and he still said, "Huh? Oh, oh, you're there. Oh, I mean, it's just it driving me nuts." But you got to watch out for those other drivers, so just be safe out there. Absolutely. Defensive driving on 100%. Yeah. That's John Dowdy, who has just completed his 100,000 miles in one year. And, uh, John, thank you for coming on Long Riders Radio. You're very welcome. Talk to you later. Well, if you'd like to get in contact with me, good luck with that, because I'm not going to be checking my email probably for the next couple of weeks. But after that... You can send an email to longridersradio at gmail.com or just head over to the website, www.longridersradio.com. And as always, we need to thank this show's founder, Mr. Michael Cox. So I was talking to Mike the other day, and he seemed kind of distracted. I'm like, hey, Mike, focus, come on. And he goes, huh? Oh, oh, you're there. Oh. Thanks for listening, everyone. Ride safe. <laughs>